I really want to say this before I go on. I really want the Hurricane Nation, the U family, the University of Miami, everyone that's ever touched it, been a part of it, went to school here, is a fan, the community around the country. We got to bring this thing tight. Everybody. We got to bring it in tight and we got to bring it. Because when the U is on and the U brings it, there's nothing like it. And we got to get there. And it's going to take everybody. Hello, listener. I want you to close your eyes for a second. Even if you're driving, go ahead and close your eyes. This is only going to be a minute. I want you to picture yourself driving on the turnpike or driving on whatever road you might be pulling into Hard Rock Stadium on. Sun is beginning to set a pink hue throughout the sky. You look out at the rock, lights are shining bright, Goodyear blimp flying over, and you know you are in for a Miami night. Welcome I to the podcast. Yes. As the players are stretching. Oh, Lord. Welcome to Miami Nights Podcast. I am joined by my brother, Jimmy Nugent. I'm Joe Nugent. Jimmy, how are we doing? We're doing great. We are getting so close to the season. I can smell the tailgating. Mm. I can hear the rowdy fans. I can hear the band of the hour. Nothing like the frost band of the hour. Folks, there's nothing like a Miami night, and even if it's outside the stadium, South Beach, baby. (laughs) Right Uh, on South Beach. Right on South Beach. When they pan in for the start of the game and they show Miami Hurricanes versus uh, Virginia Tech Hokies and they're showing images of South Beach, it's all good. I don't get why people actually, I actually don't understand why people hate that. Like, it's part of Miami. Not every, like, the stadium is never in the exact location you think of when you think of a city. Is right. it? Right. No. I mean, when they show Yankee Stadium, um, they show pictures of Midtown, they show the Empire State Building, or they'll show the Freedom Tower. They're not yeah. showing images of the Bronx. Yeah. When the Cowboys play, they show shots of Dallas. That stadium's, w- like, well it's, outside of Dallas. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Don't I'm have glad a problem. You brought that up. Yeah, I I just wanted to. If this podcast solves anything, I want <laughs> us to get past that kind of stuff. And the we need our, you know, we'll get into these kind of conversations. Do we need our own stadium? All that. I have a lot of takes, but that's off season talk, Jimmy. And it is it's game time. We are mm. it's week zero currently when we're recording this. Uh, but the week zero is kind of a week schedule. Week one starts Labor Day weekend next week. Yes, it does. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Um, Jimmy, just give me a little quick intro about yourself, about your family, about your yeah. hopes and dreams for this show, a little, your Miami Hurricane background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Jimmy Nugent. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, originally from Orlando, Florida. 407, baby. Yeah. We actually, you know, we'll just we'll just hit it right off the bat. We went to the University of Central Florida. We Charge did not go to the University of Miami, but our father and our grandfather went there, and we have just grown up diehard Canes fans. And like probably most, so I'm 27 years old, probably most Canes fans our age, their whole lives, all they have heard is how great the 80s was and even 
80s were and then even like the early 2000s where I was only what five six years old when those teams existed and so it's been a tough go yeah as a Canes fan in my lifetime but god do I just love the Canes and they keep bringing me on back yep well said when we when we were thinking last year is when we were thinking about we wanted to make a Miami Hurricanes podcast because Truly, we just wanted a place to get excited about the games and then a place to just vent out our anger and frustration when those games completed. We thought about calling this podcast Rock Bottom um, because that is what we experienced a lot of last year, but it's what we've experienced. Miami Hurricanes have found new ways to hit Rock Bottom most of our lives. Um, So, same boat as Jimmy, went to UCF. Obviously, he already said that. God, you idiot, Joe. Um, (laughs) And... Oh, now I have to flip back through my script. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't even apply for Miami. I knew even if there was a slim chance I got in, it wasn't happening. Um, couldn't afford it. Um, grew up actually extremely poor. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jimmy, on the other hand, applied, got in, got a scholarship. Scholarship wasn't enough. Loser. No. I, st- I would probably still be in debt. You know, yeah. And so it was a beautiful thing. We went to UCF. We were able to wear Miami Hurricanes gear around campus all the time. Stuff's changing at UCF, though. You can't quite get away with what we got away with on campus. Yeah. Like, they didn't, they, football was nothing. I, my freshman year, now I'm going to go on a tangent real quick, but my freshman year was Blake Bortles. They went to the Fiesta Bowl. Sophomore year was they didn't win a single game. Junior year, they went six and six. And then senior year, they went undefeated. Uh, and and got the fake ring, but so it football's it's becoming a much bigger deal there, but yeah. um yeah, so the Ohio State, I mean the Nebraska national championship, I literally I think I created a memory in my head of it. I don't know if it's a real memory, and then Ohio State, I remember, but it's it, it's not a great memory, obviously. And then yeah. since then, it's been really bad. Yep, um, that I guess like our. Our big moment in our lives as a Canes fan, as a conscious human being, is the 2017 season. And even that was a disappointment at the end. Yes. Like Trajan Bandy pick six at the Notre Dame game was yours and my probably highlight or like the best ever game or moment we ever actually attended. That was Miami Nights. That's that what was I'm Miami Nights. About. That's in what the beginning of the podcast. When I told you to close your eyes, that's what I was picturing. <laughs> That's it's what it's all about. The that stadium was so loud. Like it's a thing. If you pack this stadium, it gets loud. And when we're good, and we it's a big game, the fans show up. Oh, every time, every time. And we have a loud fan base that is passionate about this school. When everyone likes to joke about it, like like that, most fans are like us. Like majority didn't actually go to this college, but I kind of love that about it. Like, yeah, it, it's not about the school as much as it is just about. It's about the Miami Hurricanes. It's about South Florida. Like, I, I just, I've, I love that part about our fan base more than I'm like embarrassed. Like, oh, most of us haven't even didn't even go to school. I don't care about that. Yeah, I agree. It's. The great thing is most of the fans in the stadium didn't go, but it's like to see generations of fans who they're like our grandpa and our dad went to the school, but there's a lot of generations of fans. None of them went to the school, but they've 
they've just been born and raised Miami Hurricanes fans. It's a culture. It's just different. It's different it's, over it's here. It's different. That was the start of this podcast. Ho- hopefully, if that audio works and I make that the intro on this, it's different. The U is different. It really is. And it's a beautiful thing. And I'm excited about this year. So we 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 touched on last season. I don't want to harp too much on last season. I don't want to bring down the vibes. But th- we have to address it of what we're coming off of. Like I said, rock bottom. And there was a lot of there was a lot of hopes and dreams we had going into last season that were absolutely crushed. Right. Um, All star coaching staff. It was it was a new year, a fresh start, a new era, yep. and we went five and seven and didn't even make a bowl game, and we uh, we lost to Middle Tennessee State. We heard the term Broyles Award winner every single week, oh. Oh. and our offense was abysmal. We were slow. We uh, were injury plagued, and and I, I that's actually like a highlight that I I do want to eventually talk about coming into this season. It doesn't seem like. Like that was a big problem going through last fall camp. And we've actually I I mean, I might be wrong, but I have not heard of any major injuries to any significant, like major players this yeah. offseason, which is great. So we we just we were injury ridden, we were slow, we just looked lost out there. And it was a it was a disappointing first season for Mario. Um. Yeah, we lost to Middle Tennessee State. I don't know if you heard we, me say that. Joe, Joe. So Joe lives in New York. Yes, and he flew down for that Middle Tennessee State game. I actually, so I film. Uh, I do videography. I mostly film weddings. It's mostly what my business is now. So I miss a lot of games, and I have to rewatch the recordings. And I turned on the game midday on Saturday just to update it and I think we I don't remember the exact score but it was something we were down two touchdowns and I just watched a bomb get thrown down the field Hail Mary guy catches it yeah it was that same wide receiver that destroyed us all day and I the first thing I thought of is Joe flew to this game yeah it was unbelievable um and all I had packed was Miami Hurricane gear and so I had to fly back on Sunday wearing the colors proud and mm humiliating but so because our dad we've had season tickets now for quite a few years like growing up my grandpa had season tickets so we go to the games and then my dad got season tickets so we've been going to the games a lot and so when I moved I was like I still I I've got to get make it to at least three games a year still like I can't it's my one of my favorite things in the world is go to a Miami Hurricanes football game and so yeah we flew down for that flew down for Florida State and flew down for Pitt um so a good zero and three, and uh, just some brutal losses there. Each one of those, and like, that is honestly, its own pain. It is a little separate yeah. pain. Yeah, like obviously FSU was like the the worst like beatdown we had, but the Middle Tennessee loss. I mean, that was just one of the worst losses in program history. Yeah, and then you just end the season. I was at the Pitt game with you. Mm. God, just got steamrolled by Blowing Pitt. We that was actually gonna be. Our original logo for this podcast is there. My, I think my, it was either my mom or my dad uh, took a picture of us, and it's just us leaned back in the chair with our hats over our faces, just in pure disappointment with what this season was. 
it broke me in a lot of ways. I'm not going to lie. I am a optimistic, hopeful Miami Hurricanes fan. Eh, but that season, are you? Well, sometimes. But that season, that it broke me in a lot of ways. Yeah. It, I had to reevaluate my mindset sometimes with this team. Yep. It was tough. But, and that's a beautiful thing about this life, Jimmy, is there is always a but. Yes. Some butts are bigger than ever. Mm. Bigger than others, I should say. But yes. um <laughs> bigger they're bigger than ever. God, idiot. <laughs> uh and that butt comes a five and seven season. We make changes to the staff that need to be made. Coordinators get fired. Promotions happen within new hires come on the outside. We bring in a top ten recruiting class in the nation, the best class in the ACC. Yeah. And so we are sitting here. On the date we are recording this, am I allowed to say the date we're recording, or is that like a podcast no-no? We'll do whatever we want. Okay. It's 23rd of August. August 23rd, 2023. Season starts next week, next Friday, and we're feeling hopeful. Somehow, after that last season, we're feeling hopeful. Yeah. Why? I think, like you said, we made coaching changes. We, I think... You know, you look back at our previous coaches that they've not, that they, they, they've, you know, been against making certain changes when they were needed to be made. You think of Al Golden with D'Onofrio. You think of Rick with his son. Oh. Manny was always good at, at getting rid of guys, but Manny just wasn't the guy. But the I fact wanted Manny that to be the guy so bad. I wanted him to be the guy so bad. I mean, gosh, we bought out that Temple contract. I can't even think about he it. He was a good defensive coordinator, was he not? He, yes, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, the, those 20, 2016, 2017 defenses were great. They had their flaws, like any defense, like there's no perfect scheme. Uh, yeah. No, he was, he was a great defensive coordinator for us. I loved the hire. I was, I was super excited about, about it. I mean, we all, listen, we can all make fun of the new Miami and that term, but we, we were all there at the Gator game that first season, the first game of the season with Jared Williams back at quarterback. And like we were all hyped going into that game, so we we bought into the new Miami, and it, yeah, so he was a great defensive coordinator. But back to Mario, he made the necessary changes. He got rid of the Brewers Award winner. Kevin Steele goes to Bama. That was kind of I, honestly, I kind of think of a, a blessing in disguise. Uh, so we get a new OC in DC, and uh, yeah, we lose you know some of these big names that we had, um, like Charlie Strong, but. Am I too disappointed we lost Charlie Strong? Not really. Uh, Jason Taylor takes over the defensive line. So there's a lot of things to be hopeful for, but the this, this skepticism is warranted as well because we had so much hope going into last year. We thought we had an all-star coaching staff, and we ended up not. So uh, there's hope, but uh, reservations with fans as well, I think. Yeah, and it was good to see, like you, like you said, you always want – you always want a coach that's not too stubborn and stuck in his ways and is willing to make changes. Um, and Mario Cristobal thing, not only is he the CEO of this team, but he's also, he obviously, he's former offensive lineman. He's harped on the offensive line, so that's his thing. So I, I trust him on that and really what it comes down to. And we have Alex Mirabal as the offensive line coach, but I know um, Cristobal is like going to be very involved with that. But what it comes down to this year is quarterback play, 
and just overall play on offense, led by Shannon Dawson, new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So I think that's where there's, for me, is still the biggest question mark. I'm happy that there's someone new there, and it's not the Broyles guy, but it's like I don't feel great about it still. I, I truly don't feel great about I I'm scared about Tyler Van yeah. Dyke. I am. Yeah. I I just think that I, I I'm looking forward to watching a health healthy T V D, but was was Rhett Lashley like exactly what T V D needed? That was the type of offense he needs to run because Shannon Dawson is not that offense. Shannon but it's Dawson still like is, an air raid offense, right? It's an air raid offense, but it's it's, it's not, not like the same speed. Tempo, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there has to be more speed than there was last year, though. My God, yes, yeah. I, I mean, mean it's, it'd be we hard broke to be slow. the huddle with ten seconds left on the play clock. Yeah, and, and then, then checked right off up the middle. Like, oh, it was just, <laughs> it was literally like just pulling teeth. It was horrible. Yeah, but, but you know. Sh- I, I I'm not gonna make any judgments about Shane Dawson until we watch a game happen. Um he's had a interesting history before coming to Miami. He's had some great stints at schools like West Virginia and Houston. He's had some not so good stints like Kentucky and Southern Miss. And it all kind of came down to the quality quarterback that he had. And I think he has a great quality quarterback in Tyler Van Dyke. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Apparently the quarterback holds on to the ball longer in this offense and I, I i i'm okay with that and the fact that i think we have a good offensive line but anything like that just always just makes me nervous yeah. um yeah yeah the we need the offensive line we do have a very and that's this is new for miami in recent years we actually have a very good offensive line this year yeah um they just need to stay healthy but i think that's going to be huge and also i saw an article from ESPN.com ever heard of it and they (laughs) it was an article and they were interviewing like former not even former just like current ACC coaches and it was obviously everyone was anonymous some head coaches some assistant coaches that played Miami last year and they literally like five different ones said Miami did not have an offensive system last year no system they didn't say bad system they said no system for Tyler Van Dyke to be successful in it's it's hmm. mind blowing. He, Josh Gaddis, it was the biggest heist job ever. He was the highest. I think he was the highest paid offensive coordinator last year. Yeah, I hope he's at Maryland, right? Good riddance. Yeah, like I I hope they I hope they enjoy him. I I just and I defended him all year because I was like this guy. No, he's he has to be good. His resume shows he was good, but. What I don't want this year is the same lie we kept telling ourselves last year of, oh, he's just waiting to open up the playbook until... Yeah, that's... Oh, I want you to open up the... I'm talking flea flickers against Miami of Ohio week one. (laughs) I want Bethune... I want to score 100 points on Bethune-Cookman. Like, there's no holding out plays. It's madness. Maybe hold, yeah. May, maybe hold out like the little trickery plays, but your core playbook, man, yeah. like that is the time to figure it out and yeah. and 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 see what works and what doesn't. Like, like, and and the the lie is that you're not actually they what they weren't holding anything back. That was like the the running yeah. up the middle for the first two downs was the playbook. So yeah. he was holding everything back for the bowl game that we didn't get to, right? 
He was holding back for our big game against Middle Tennessee State. Unbelievable. All right, let's stay. Let's stay on offense, though. Um, I guess talk to me. We talked about the offensive line. Talk yeah. to me about like what is the position group. Not that you're most. I'm not going to say most excited for or most worried, but just the, the position group you got your eyes on for one reason or another. Yeah. Well, up I had a different answer up until the last scrimmage, but the 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 name that keeps getting brought out in reports that I don't know much about him, uh, but our running back AJ Allen is kind of like who AJ from he was our transfer from Nebraska, oh. and he is taking I think he's taking like first team snaps really. Um, but Over Parrish? All, I was thinking Parrish was going to start. I don't know if they've been splitting them. I could be completely wrong on this, but hmm. he apparently he's been a monster, been breaking out big runs in every scrimmage. Um, so that so it seems like everyone's super excited about him. I'm really looking forward to just watching that entire position group, though, because AJ Allen going into like when I was thinking about our running back group wasn't even something I was thinking about. I was thinking I'm excited about Parrish. I'm excited. I'm excited for Cheney to be healthy, yeah. and then maybe Mark Fletcher is going to get some touches as a freshman, yeah, um, and be kind of like the, you know, like the. What, what am I thinking of? Like the the third down back, like third and short, like he's he's coming in, yeah. um. And, but the great thing is all reports for them have been amazing as well, but A.J. Allen seems like he's the guy. And so I'm super excited about I mean, we are like we went from last year, like we were depleted at running back. When, when Rooster wasn't healthy, we literally only had Parrish because Cheney wasn't healthy as well. And, and I'm when, thinking of, I'm forgetting when, about Trevante Citizen too. So yeah. we are just like there's unfortunately there's probably going to be attrition at that group at the end of the year because like these are very good running backs that all deserve a lot of snaps, um, but for what we have this year, I mean, absolutely stacked at that position. A big change from last year when Parrish had to take the big um, number of carries, and he what he's not that type of back. He's a speed guy. He's he's shifty. He's not that third and short back. And now we have a couple options for that. Yeah. And last year when Rooster was on the field, the ball was also on the field too. <laughs> um, and guys, I just want to be clear up front. I am not above calling some of these players out because we're not going to get too much into hey, NIL listen, stuff. They get but paid guys, now, yeah. They get paid a lot more money than I do. So yes. as far as I'm concerned, these are grown men we're talking about. Yes, uh, a making, lot of them are grown men. They're making grown men money, and so I'm going to treat them like grown men. I'm going to call them out. Yeah. And if they, they have a problem with it, they give me a phone call. We'll have a conversation. Yeah. Um, but they probably they'll never listen, so it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, running backs. I'm excited. Yeah. Wait, Cid- Trevante Citizen, he got hurt, didn't he? He was hurt last year. I think he got I think that was a preseason injury last year, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. I think it was something with his knee. Yeah. And I could be could be wrong. Um yeah. but uh yeah, but right, yeah, no, right. he he's back too. And for some reason I thought he transferred. But no, I see him. I see him on the roster right here. Yeah, that's deep, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, like we legitimately have Cheney, Citizen, Parrish, Fletcher. I mean, heck, Chris Johnson will be a good running back. AJ Allen. We have like six legitimate running backs. Yeah, and, and like Chris, uh, Chris Johnson's a true freshman. I mean, Mark Fletcher is too, but he's a specimen. Five legit, like five running backs that would be starting at most programs in the country, I believe. Yeah, 
It's going to be good. Um, but again, you need that offensive line. And that is, that's a position group. And I would say, honestly, for me, it's probably wide receiver because last year, part uh, there was so many, it was issues across the board on the offense, but we did not have a wide receiver. Like, we, there was no one that was reliable. When Restrepo went down, it was truly, right. you had like some who's freshmen. Gonna, who's going to make a play? Yeah. So you had some freshmen kind of like try to like stand. Well, and actually not even freshmen because like I'm thinking of Kobe Young, but he was a sophomore transfer last year, right? And he's a, yeah. yeah. He's, he'll, Burchard he's, was a He's going to be a junior. Burchard was a sophomore. Yeah. Who's the fresh freshman that I was thinking of that kind of, I don't know, but. We I, we definitely need more production, and we need somebody other than Restrepo to step up this year. And I'm looking at Kobe Young because he's huge. He had like some moments last year that got us really excited, but there also just wasn't enough touches, wasn't enough like good opportunities for them. But we need we need some wide receivers, not just yep. speed. We need the size. We need hands. We had so many drops. The moment yep. it starts raining, I mean, this is you're you play in Miami. This indoor practice facility has made us soft. No, nah, it hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, do you actually believe that? No, I don't. But we need to be able to catch a football when it rains. I agree. I, and thing- and we, we split time in the heat, I believe. Like, I think they, they make them go outside. Yeah, no, I was just kidding about the indoor practice facility. <laughs> um, another thing is I'm going to re- I'm gonna say we all the time, Okay. Yeah. Uh, you might as well put some pads and a helmet on me. I'm part of this team. So, I, like Jimmy said, I flew from New York to Miami. If we want to be technical to Orlando and then drove to Miami even more and to witness that. So, that was a lot of money and energy spent for that disaster. So, I'm as yeah. much as part of this team as anybody else. I agree. Thank you. Did you have a point after that? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I did. The wide receivers. <laughs> Got to catch the football. That's the point. I want to see more play calls for Brashard Smith rather than just like running up uh, like, a, like a sweep or something. Like I, or, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like what, oh, what yeah. was the play it's Every time Brashard Smith was year? in, it was, yeah, it was like the wide receiver sweep. Put him in motion. Yeah. Take the handoff. Throw it Every time. Every time. Yeah, who's okay. going to be that guy this year in the wide receivers? That's my big question. Who's going to be the guy? Yep. Reports are Colby Young. Colby Young, I think. Redding had has had an impressive camp apparently. They always have impressive. We got ah, uh, they all oh green tree green tree superstars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, defensive all right. side of the ball. Defense. The only thing I that comes to my mind is the fact that James Williams did not start in the last scrimmage. Um, he was taking snaps with the second team, and I believe it was uh, Markeith Williams. I think was the one that was taking his snaps with the first team, which is. Shocking, because, I mean, James Williams, we think is going to be the guy. But it was Markeith Williams taking the snaps. Redshirt freshman. Yeah. Yeah, I I cannot imagine James Williams not starting. I agree. Is this, is this, is this like 
has he just been headhunting in practice too much and it's like a punishment? Yeah, which is a problem of his. I think he's kind of a head case overall. Definitely needs, not a head case, but needs to get his emotions in check. Yeah. Um, and di- he, yeah, he, he is always good for an ejection. Yep. Um, <laughs> just like uh, who was that former player that got ejected so many times? Um, number five. Number five. Yes, it's killing me. Carter. Yes, Amari Carter. Amari Carter was he was God. always good for one. Big it was, hit. It, it was literally every crowd, other game. Flag. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I also saw some stuff about James Williams possibly like shifting into more of a linebacker role. I don't. Know I if wouldn't be any... opposed to it because he's he's built more like a, a linebacker. I mean, he's literally a, a specimen of a human being. And it's like we need help in the linebacker position. I still think that's our weakest spot on this. Especially it on the is, defense. but it's it's better. But yeah, it, it is. Yes. And then also we have the Brown brothers probably starting at corner, which is really cool. Devontae and Damari. Uh, Damari's the freshman. Devonte is the the transfer that came, I believe, from UCF. Yeah, go Knights, <laughs> charge on, baby. Even <laughs> Matt Lee, love that. Yeah, that was the best move they could have made. But uh, yeah, so I think Demari is gonna be uh, starting alongside his brother Devonte, which is that's got to be a cool moment for them. But a a, a a credit to our recruiting that a true freshman's probably gonna start. I mean, we don't have the deepest cornerback room, but. Yeah, that'll Still be good. awesome. Yes, definitely. Offense or uh, defensive line is going to be good. Um, Akeem Mesador, Leonard Taylor, the transfer, Branson Dean, and then Nigel Kelly. Like, saw you have Jafari Harvey on there too. Uh, the other transfer, Thomas Gore. Gosh, I'm just starting to believe we're going to be a really good team. Could go undefeated. <laughs> Could do it. Um, like how like but the thing I mean the t- the team looks very different from last year but we were such a better team than five and seven last year. I mean we're and at I least l- six and six. We should have we at we least should have beaten Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, we should have at least been in the, in the Sun Bowl. Ugh, we've gotten blown out <laughs> by whoever. Um, but we're just I. I feel like we're looking deep. If but the, the only thing that scares me is the wide receivers. If we can have wide receivers that make plays between having if TVD can stay healthy and we have wide receivers that make can make plays between our offensive line, our running back crew, we got a, our tight ends, make, uh, you know, crew maybe isn't as strong as in the past, but we got Julio Skinner and I think he'll be great. Elijah um, Arroyo too. Yeah, yeah, and he had some good good minutes last year, so. I think uh, I'm starting to believe over here. All right. Well, if you're starting to believe, then let's get into record prediction. Time to yeah. put your money where your mouth is. Right. Um, you don't want to. You don't. You're not gonna like my record. I mean, I I think you're gonna like it, but you're probably gonna think I'm an idiot. Well, but I I'm 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 idiot. gonna defend it. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into record prediction, a uh, word from our sponsor. Record prediction, this next segment is brought to you by Frost Band of the Hour. Frost Band of the Hour, thank you for providing us the U uh, format before the games. Um, Even though when someone is out sick, the U does not get finished. Thank you for the Miami chants in front of a crowd of 3,000 people. 
And thank you for playing the Death March when the punter comes out while we're down 21 points. Frostband of the hour. Nothing like that. Like you're down by two touchdowns to Virginia Tech and the rain starts coming in and the band's playing that song. Horrible. It's something straight out of hell. It's just horrible. You know, there's a, and like for us, we drive back to Orlando, just a long drive home. Yep. The best is when we play like third game of the season, we played Bethune-Cookman and they have an unbelievable band. Everyone was just, they all want to hear that Bethune-Cookman band, not the Frost Band of the Hour. Yeah, then there's there's our abysmal band. I I think it was a, I think it was a, it may have been the, the, Hurricanes Gators opening game at the Citrus Bowl. And I think we were sitting with like other fans and they're like, oh, it's cool that they brought the like they brought their traveling traveling band with them. And we're like, no, no, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole squad. You uh you played French horn in high school. You could have played. You could have been the Uh, Miami band. It's mellophone in uh in marching band is what you play if you play French horn for concert band. And I have to say, marching band was like my least favorite thing, I, like I ever did in high school. Really, it it's it's a workout. Yeah, you're wearing these hot uniforms. You're in Florida. Our football team at that point in high school was horrible. Yeah, and so it was just, it was long. Like the practice, like kudos to every marching band member because it's a lot of practice and it's a lot of commitment. I did not enjoy it. But if you, it could have made you part of the University of Miami football program. I could have when like the, they start hitting the drum beat and they all start like waving their fists. Yes. <laughs> I could have been them. Uh, oh well. Maybe I'll all go right. back to school. Yeah. I know. I thought about getting my MBA there just so I can say I got a degree. Yeah. But then is it worth the debt? No. No. Maybe. <laughs> All right, season predictions. Season predictions. So Miami Hurricanes open up Friday, September 1st, next week against Miami of Ohio, 7 o'clock kickoff. It's a Friday night game. I don't like that. I don't like any game other than Saturday, but here we are, Miami of Ohio at the Rock. It's a trap game. Miami night. (laughs) Trap game. Are we rolling out the black uniforms? (laughs) Yeah, we didn't get a chance to wear them last year, so we might as well wear them this year. Which I I stand by that decision so much. Like I'm I'm very glad we didn't bring them out. Yeah. All right. I think we both have this as a W one and O each. W. It's got to be a W. Has to be. You lose this, (laughs) and you just imagine we don't do another episode. Truly, (laughs) if we lose that game, I am never recording an episode of Miami Nights again. You can take that to the bank. It would just be horrible. Horrible. All right. Then the following week, Saturday, September 9th, Jimmy, you and I will both be there, correct? We will be there, uh uh-huh. They've already announced that it is an orange out. Get your orange gear. Texas A&M, the Aggies. Gig'em, Aggies. Hard Rock Stadium, 3.30 p.m. kickoff. Ooh, it's going to be a steamer down in South Florida. Who do we got? W. Taking my canes. Last year's game was ugly. Here's the thing. I haven't done any research into their squad yet, how they're looking this year. But we are a better team than we were last year. Yeah. And we barely lost. So, I, I, yeah, I believe we come out with a W. And they've got that court. They they started that freshman against us last year. So he'll, right? So he's, because the other guy, yeah. 
Um, but they're preseason ranked. I think AP poll, I think like 23. I might, if I have that right. So that just tell Texas A&M's always ranked preseason. So the fact that they're 23 AP did not even want to put them in like yeah. that. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That's the thing. They did not want to rank Texas A&M, but that's just, they have you Texas A&M has to be ranked. In the preseason. Let, me, let me pull I'm pulling up the AP poll top 25 to make sure I have that right. I would say the only, the only thing that makes me nervous about this game is anytime Jimbo comes into Miami, he has had a lot of a lot of success down in South Florida. True. I don't know if he's the actually as a the coach. Rock. Was Jimbo ever there? Lost. Was, was that Jimbo over Block at the Rock? Oh, that was Jimbo. Yeah. Jim. The la- the only time we ever beat Jimbo was, uh, the last Mo- Malik's pass yes. in Tallahassee. Yeah. yeah, nothing like it. Pumping up the crowd. Brought oh, coach gives me goosebumps his, thinking about it. Brought coach to his knees. He did. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, but so I just get nervous. I don't. I like legitimately. I don't think Jimbo's ever lost in South Florida. I don't think he's ever lost playing right. against Miami in Miami. So right. that's the only thing that makes me nervous. But I'll take a W. Okay, I'll take a W too. Two and zero. Wow. Here we go. Then a quick turnaround, a Thursday night game, folks. We're starting three straight home games in a row at the Rock. We got another Miami night, seven thirty p.m. kickoff. Burst Bethune Cookman. Probably will be a Bally Sports pro. Uh, broadcast, especially if we lose to Miami, Ohio. Quite frankly, if we beat Texas A&M, we lose this game. <laughs> <laughs> we will not lose this game. W. No, yeah, W. 3-0. All right, then, bye week. Get a breather, everybody. Oh, no, not a bye week. It's just the long week because we played Thursday night against Bethune. Like, why is Bethune a Thursday night kickoff? Good I, lord. Why is Miami of Ohio a Friday night? I mean, I, I guess it's fine since it's the first game of the year, so it's actually probably better, but it's just so random. I don't, our schedule is just so odd. Yeah. All right, then. So, yeah, we play that Thursday, and then the following Saturday, September 23rd, in the city of brotherly love, we are at Temple, Al Golden. Dude, that place is going to be rocking. I don't know. Every time I see Temple now, I just think Al Golden. I, he has nothing to do I, with it we, anymore. Temple has way too much to do with our program. We play them a I decent know. amount. Golden came from there, and Manny was going to be the coach. We bought him out of his contract. Yeah, that, oh my gosh. What Temple a... has had way too much relevance <laughs> in this, Miami's life. This has got to be a win. It's got to be a win. You have to beat At, Temple. Yeah. So um, we're 4-0. 4-0. Wow. Okay. Then it's a bye week. Whew, to everyone, take a breather, okay? 4-0, we've got a bye week, and then we come around. Miami's so bad off of bye weeks, and we are home, back at the Rock. They've already announced this as the Breast Cancer Awareness Game. We're playing for something, people, against Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets. Gotta be a win. It's gotta I be live, a win. I live in Atlanta, and I have several friends who are graduates from Tech, and I just can't. I couldn't handle that well, if Miami we, dropped this game. Georgia Tech used to be a thorn in our side, but we we've had their number. Like we we get Georgia yeah. Tech now. They don't run that triple option anymore. So thank God. Yeah. Um. Because that you never knew what you're getting with those games. But yeah, right. this has got to be a win. Five and zero. They, okay. They would pick one game a year just to go goblin mode and just wreck a season. Yeah. And a lot of times it was us. Yes. All right, so we are 5-0 and Saturday, October 14th. This is a big one, folks, at North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Time to be announced. Yeah. 
I have us dropping this game, and right yeah. next to it, I wrote, "We never win this game, never." And you know, it's going to be a three thirty kickoff, fourth quarter. Like it's the sun's going to start setting. Yeah, we're going to be in it, thinking we have a chance, and then they're going to have a winning drive to end it. I mean, I think they're going to be a great team this year. They've yeah. got a great Drake quarterback. May is yep. Yeah. Yeah. I hate guy UNC. I mean, they are up there on my list, like. FSU won, and honestly, I would put UNC and UF real close to each other. I mean, they've had our number, dude. They have yeah, owned us. They just they have owned us. Yep. They just have us figured out. But yeah, loss. We never win that game. We're probably ranked going into it, um, yeah. and we don't win that. All right, that's our first loss. So we're both five and one now. A tough turnaround. A week after a tough loss to North Carolina, we're back at the Rock, but we are playing the mighty Clemson Tigers. Dabo Sweeney is coming to South Beach. What do we got? I will be at this game as well. Yeah, me too. I'm real, picking yeah. real tough ones to come to yep. if we don't beat Texas A&M. Um, this is a loss, but honestly, I'm more confident in a loss to UNC than to Clemson. Because I just don't, I think there's questions at their quarterback position. I think Cade Klubnick's probably going to be good, but when you're starting a new guy in a fresh new season, you don't really know what you're getting from him. So it's it's like we know what we're getting from from Jake Drake May, but what are we getting from Cade? We'll see. He could be great, and I could be completely wrong here, but I think they're, they have more to prove with their team than this season going into UNC. Or UNC yeah. going into the season. I'm not as worried about but loss. Yeah. I'm not as worried about <laughs> stopping Clemson as I am on scoring on Clemson. So that's why I have this as a loss as well. Right. And quite frankly, what if we haven't proven that we're up to winning a game like this? So yep. Clemson is still the class of the ACC. Their down year last year would be our best year in 15 years. So yeah. uh, no, not quite. I mean, I know we had a couple, couple good seasons in the middle of that. But get my what point. was the record last year? Um, I think they had three losses. Yeah, I mean, we would pull be that up, folks. With that. Another thing that you gotta know about this podcast is I'm gonna make a lot up, but then I'm gonna fact check myself. Okay? Yeah, we'll always fact check ourselves. No, I mean, if they had three losses, yeah, out. that matches our best season in the past. Yeah, like fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, they were eleven and three last year. Yeah, no, that's like that's better than we haven't had an eleven win season. I think since like the early early two thousands. Yep. So there you go. Their worst year was. Would have been our best. Yeah. Whew. All right. So five and two, two losses in a row. We are no longer ranked, and we are now. It's the homecoming game, so time to see your old college sweetheart and put on the outfit because we are playing Virginia at the Rock, the Who's. We have a head. I am. It's just hitting me though how many home games we have starting off the season, I and know. then it just goes into our abysmal end of the year of away yep. games. Uh, this has got to be a win. You got to stop the bleeding. Yeah, and I would flop like if we beat Clemson, we lose this game, of course, because we ne- we never win that game. But uh, I have it as a W. All right, six and two. We're both the exact same right now. Very shocking yeah. here. All right, Saturday, November fourth, at. NC State, Raleigh, rock me mama like a wagon wheel. I don't know. If I'm actually going to Raleigh. To Raleigh. I'm, I'm going to Raleigh uh, this weekend. Oh, nice. Not much there other than NC State. 
You know, a nice college town though, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's just fine. I have this as a W. There's some I country think song about Raleigh. Brennan Armstrong, I just, I mean, yeah, he's a he's a, he's a decent quarterback, but I don't Raleigh, I don't Raleigh. think he's like a he's not yeah. like a game changer. Yeah, he's a gamer though. He's a gamer. Guy will just leaves it all out in the field. Yeah, which is kind of NC State's, you know. They're a fun motto. team. Yeah, yeah, they're a fun team. Always good for a couple upsets every year. Uh, right. Man, this is at NC State. Like, if this is a night game, uh, honestly, Jimmy, you want to know something sick? I'm ge- I'm saying we lose this. Yeah, I mean, hey, we're six and two. There, that yeah. if we're six and two at that point, that stadium's packed. Yeah. All right, I'm six and three now. You're seven and two, and then, oh, oh. I- I could possibly be at this game too. Saturday, November 11th, I believe that's that's right around Veterans Day. So again, we're playing for something at Florida State Seminoles, Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, they call it the Vegas of the South. I've shot a couple weddings in Tallahassee now. I'd actually never been there before. Started doing some tough weddings. Scene, tough scene. I'm not going to talk bad about these weddings. Beautiful weddings. Beautiful Gorgeous venues. venues, right? There is nothing in Tallahassee. Yeah. It is just, it is the worst. And I will never say we're going to lose to the Seminoles. I will always believe we're coming into that game winning. So I'm going to give us a big old W. I like that this is a later in the season game. I think it's going to be interesting what Florida State looks like at this point. I mean, they open up against LSU. I don't know much like LSU preseason. They're I think top five. Yeah, right. Well, the pre yes, the the preseason rankings always make me a little nervous because sometimes they inflate them to make those to make the game better. So yeah, this is it's going to be a five versus eight game to start off the year, but. Uh, are, are they us? I mean, they're they're definitely they, be better than us from last year. But they are they crushed us last year? Are they overhyped going into this year? They beat us they, so bad they, they, last they re- year. They returned a lot of players. They're going to be a good team. But are they the number eight team they in the country? Us, no, but they beat us two years in a row. We're now at Florida State. I still think uh, they're going to be can't. playing for something. I'm getting. It's a loss. It's a loss. They they beat us the year before solely because of incompetence. Fourth and yeah. seventeen should have oh, never happened. Gosh, um, it's a loss. Yeah, I mean last year was horrible, but I just, I can't pick us to lose against FSU. All right, I'm six and four at this point. Yikes. Yeah, and I'm I'm rolling. You are, at you eight, are and two. eight and two, and we are you, feeling you gonna very good. Agree with me, yeah, <laughs> dude. We're coming off five and seven, man. Like this is the first year I'm going in with very low expectations. You clearly are not. Just um, looking at our roster, and I feel confident. All right. So, we then play another home game, Louisville, our new Louisville. rival. We play them every year. Military appreciation game. Again, playing for something bigger than ourselves. We, did Louisville we create Cardinals. a trophy for this? Uh, Yeah, we did, didn't we? No, no, we created it. Oh, yeah, we did. You're right. The uh oh, what is it? The Schnellenberger, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. I fact checked you. That would be a weird fact to make up. The Schnellenberger. 
Yes, you're right. Yeah, yes. Louisville, Miami to compete for the Schnellenberger Trophy. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm going to give us a win here. Got to win this one. Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't know much about how Louisville's going to be this year, but we've, um, we've, we've played Louisville well recent years. Yeah, I think we got them. Yeah. I'm 7-3. and three. You are 9-2, nine nine and two, two. baby. 9-2, and two, <laughs> wrapping it up Friday, November 24th. The turkeys are getting stuffed. We are at Boston College, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. It's a beautiful campus. It is going to be colder than a gold digger's ass in Idaho up there. Is this um, the red bandana game? Oh, if it's the red bandana game. I've been Big mentioning playing for something more than yourselves. That is, I, I've been to a red bandana game, and it is something special. Although the game I went to, Clemson beat them handedly. <laughs> Uh, it was, um, you hate to see it. You hated to see it is the best way to put it. American tragedy. Yeah. So, Ooh, but I got to go. We have to win this. You have like show up in the cold, leave the warmers and stuff at home. And I want you, I want you to make the only thing that those fans smile about that game is that bandana. I just put the same thing that I put next to the North Carolina game that we never win this game. In the cold, ending the season, we're on a high note, we're doing well in in my you know, season I'm predicting. And I think we dropped that game nine and three. Which is incredible wow. from where from where we were last year. That would be extremely heartbreaking because that also probably means we don't make the ACC championship because of that loss. Right. We we don't, yeah. We don't make the ACC championship. UNC makes it. All right, they but, probably already had the up on us, too. But we're just going to focus on overall. We'll, we'll go into each game as the weeks come, but you have us finishing at 9-3. and three. I have Hold us finishing at 8-4. and four. I think either of those, w- would you be happy with an 8-4 and four season coming off a of 5-7 and seven season? 100%. 100%. I mean, it depends what the four are, yeah. but even with even if the four are like... If it's FSU, Clemson, Texas A and M, uh, then UNC. Like, actually, I would I would probably be more disappointed that than like we beat one of those teams. We drop a game we shouldn't have because I want to beat the teams. I want I want to beat it. Win a you know a big game this year. Yeah. But eight and four, no, I'm absolutely happy with coming off of five and seven. It's improvement. It's all you can ask for. Yep. Vegas has our win total at seven and a half, so we are we're we're picking the over on that. We are. Um, I put ten dollars on us to win, win the national championship, and that's a two thousand dollar payout, my friend. Yeah. So there's a reason for that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, we are. I will say this: you you'd be surprised to hear this. Let me uh let me count real quick. One two three four five six seven eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 20. We have the 27th best chance to win the national championship. Interesting. According to FanDuelSportsBook.com. Yeah. So. We didn't get one coach's vote no. or AP vote, which we didn't deserve it. I'm happy. I don't, I don't want to go in ranked. I want to earn no. our ranking. I agree. Yeah, God, I want to beat Texas A and M so bad. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine the the juice that that'll give this season if we can go ahead and beat Texas A and M? Priceless. 
Can't put a price can tag TVD on that. Can TVD stay healthy? Can this and team stay healthy? Yeah. But you know what? When you're bad, any injury just seems way worse. It's like, oh, we're so injury plagued. But it's like, well, you're also bad. Yeah. But I mean, Mario's got, had it's a next weird track up. record of a lot of injuries. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's kind of like the breath of fresh air that this year. But preseason, we haven't had any. Like you can understand the midseason because it happens. The, just the ones before the season start hurt. And he says they didn't do anything different. He says follow the same, you know, programming that they do every uh, fall camp, getting ready for the year. And uh, luckily, we've stayed healthy. Aaron Feld got them boys right. The stash about him. He stayed quiet this offseason. I think they told him to yeah. hone it down, take it back well, a little bit. Yeah, they definitely did. Yeah. I like. I have not seen him at all. It's also the Twitter algorithms. The Twitter algorithms will get you. You miss out on a lot because I do. Or the X, excuse me, the X algorithms. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, I I like have missed a lot of Miami news. I've like been trying to like click into more so it comes back on my for you. But I'll stay on my following page a lot to just like find Miami stuff happening because it'll like I'll read like one FSU post and then it's just Knowles stuff for like the next three days that are coming on my timeline yeah all right speaking folks, of that we, though, uh, we have a Twitter we have a Twitter and before we get into kind of how you can follow us how you can follow along I, I do need to plug in one more sponsor here oh. uh, this this next segment and the closing out of our podcast is brought to you by the what emoji describes that player game? Uh, thank oh. you for playing these videos while the Miami Hurricanes just threw a pick six and the entire crowd is now filing out of the stadium and we can't even hear what the players' answers are over those Jumbotron answers. The name, what emoji best describes that player game? Thank you for your sponsorship. And it's like a, it's like a lineman that's been hurt for like four weeks. Yeah. It's up on the screen too. Uh, it'd probably be a hard eyes. And then just the bands playing over it. Uh. The, the only thing that's worse than that, and got to give them credit because they try to get these things in early, is the veteran of the day, veteran of the game. But it's like in the Florida State game, that game got ugly so fast. And then they brought out the veteran. It's like we're trying to give him a standing ovation, but I've got tears rolling down my cheek uh. because we're getting absolutely crushed. And I'm like, I know this is more important, but at this moment, like, come on, guys. It hurts. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Oh, that's Tough. so true. We need a little bit of a... I'm expecting when we go to the games, I need I need a little bit of a refresher. On the, they need to change up some of the stuff. Like, Name that song. Uh, oh, bring back Kitty the Perry. helmet, dude. Why don't we run out of the <laughs> helmet anymore? I know. Well, there. I don't know. We'll like, give you guys I, when we go to the Texas Sam game. For those that aren't able to make it to a game this year, we'll give you a little. We'll give you a preview of what. And if you go to the, let us know before if you go to the uh, Miami of Ohio game, like what to expect. So, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I think I think we're good. I mean, we've got week zero. There's really not much happening this week in week zero. Our buddy Luke coaches at FIU. They're playing Louisiana Tech. It's a big one at Louisiana Tech, so hope they win 10.5-point underdogs. I do have money on Louisiana Tech. but The Fighting Irish are playing in Ireland. That's game day, yeah. Which is, just, yeah, like talk about a home game. Good right. Lord. Like Navy just has to be pissed right now. I mean, I'm sure they're getting paid, but. Yeah, Navy's like, like let's tell, play in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Tell me who Ireland's going to be cheering for, Yeah. <laughs> let's let's play on a warship. Yeah, who, yeah, they're, they're gonna try to like make it a 
just a neutral crowd. It's like, yeah, I think that Notre Dame's the only team Ireland knows about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's not much. I, I'm not... Yeah, we just got to get... I, the, but I, it's football. Football week is Week zero's on. never great. Yeah. Week football zero, the only on. ever big week zero game, I feel like, that I can remember was the Miami-Florida one. Yeah, that was the first year they did a week zero. And both those teams ended up being horrible that year. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so Jimmy, <laughs> tell us, uh, what, what are we doing? What's what's the future looking like here? How do you follow so, us? So I guess it's an X account. I haven't even updated my Twitter app. But we got an X account, at Miami Nights Pod. And that's about it. <laughs> nice. We have the podcast. Nice. You, you'll, like, hopefully, by the time you listen to this, we're on all podcast services, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, whatever the heck there is else out there. So, yeah, that's and, that's pretty much it. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll mostly stay on Twitter for like communicating. Yes. And one thing I want to make very clear is even if you have nothing nice to say, I want you to say it. I want full engagement from fans or enemies of this podcast cuz I'm also using this we are both going to use this as a change. I want to tweet out during these games so much but my personal account my god people don't want to see this but people now we work actually are seeing this yeah <laughs> um so like engage with us dm us leave me voicemails I'll leave my phone number out we so we can bring it into the next show we want this yeah. to be a podcast for the fans by the fans because of the fans yeah make fun of me for predicting 9 and 3 yeah call me an idiot yeah because you probably should. Yep. Call me an I'm, elf one more time. I'm actually looking forward to because I had this. I always had the same reservations. Like none of my followers really give a rip about no. any Miami tweets, and I I put some great one personally. I believe I put some good ones out there. Yeah, I'm not gonna say great. They, they're good. Yeah, but it just it, you're you're my only like you and like Kurt. Who's our other my Hurricanes friend? Yeah, we'll, friend. We'll, we'll have Kurt on the show, too. We'll have some guests. Um, yeah. It's going to be a fun time. We'll have people calling in. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Even if it's just you and I, Jimmy. Listen, we do this anyways. We will... Sorry if you hear the ice maker in the back. I'm yeah, sharing gosh. a studio uh, with my wife. Uh, but, nice. uh, <laughs> um, But we do this anyways, you know, before and after games is just talk about the canes and stuff. So this is literally as much as it is for for fans for something to listen to and just have a good time listening to. It's for us as well. I don't have any friends, so yeah, I need this. Okay, well, uh, I think that's it. So I think we're good to sign off, Jimmy. Anything else you want to add? This is it. Last chance. <laughs> Warning. Warning. Category 5, Hurricane, coming next week. Is there actually ever a voice that says that? <laughs> yeah, it'd be terrifying. Sounds like the whole, it sounds like the Hulk ride <laughs> when you're about to launch off at I Universal. I think this time it's, it's going to work. Warning. All right, well, Go everyone. Go Canes, baby. Go Canes. Have a great night. Have a Miami night. Oh, right? right. I'm just going to cut it right there. Cut it. See y'all. 